I was <laughs> looking I'm backwards sorry. to make sure. This is Yo, Is This Racist, the podcast uh, where one dog just threw up somewhere in the near near one of us. And that That's is not all. a euphemism for the hosts. That's two <laughs> literal dogs uh, in yeah. Andrew's possession. We're human hosts uh, who have not thrown up recently. I'm Tawny Newsom. That's Andrew Chi. This is the show where we listen to your voice memorable questions about racism with the help of a special guest or guest. But today there's no one. Um, producer nah. Kevin, how you record a lot of pods during the week. Percentage wise, how many of them start with? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a lot. But what I like about okay. this one is this one does every single time which is always <laughs> yeah. catches me off guard in a very pleasant right. way okay mm-hmm. i love I, it okay well there you have it you know she's bleak she's bleak there's dogs mm-hmm. throwing up yeah i don't know what to say other than i i was worried that the the ladies were i don't know what i don't know what they got into they're they're living it up i suppose and you know what oh yeah they're waxed and waxed and ready to relax <laughs> They are going to the groomer on Wednesday, so yeah, Ooh. hot hot girl summer. Who's <laughs> ready for my teenage Aww. my teenage dogs? <laughs> teenage dogs is very funny. Mm-hmm. How to how to date my teenage dogs? Now that's weird. What was that? Is that the John Ritter show? Something like that. Probably that sounds yeah. right. Oh well, that's a pretty good podcast. It sounds so like a memoir you're gonna write. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Pretty good podcast so far. We, we're not even two minutes in. Just doing good. I think we're doing good. I don't know. Our, our guest last week, Tracy, I'm still thinking about all the great, like, uh, yeah, what a, what a great chat. Um, Tracy is someone who, yeah, it's just like a different type of friend for me because I didn't meet her like through the business or even through podcasting. Like I found out she was a podcaster yeah, later. later after doing her pod and- and I was like, oh man, re- real regular friends. Yeah. I like I like the idea of just making regular friends, not friends that you're like, we were forced to, you know, <laughs> shout into each other's mouths for 16 hours on set after being strangers previously. Um, <laughs> I, uh, just to give a little preview uh, for anyone who's not a subscriber to uh, Yo, Can We Live? Uh, last week's episode of Yo, mm-hmm. Can We Live was essentially a very thorough uh, book consultation for me. Um, so I highly recommend uh, going, subscribing. Listen, I'm going to have to recommend you subscribe and give us a little bit of money. But truly, the book uh, list uh, was so good. I I went and mm-hmm. I just ordered all of it from my local bookshop. And I went in and the woman behind the counter was so impressed by the book list. She was like, this is like so good, so amazing. She went through book by book and gave me her quick review of every single title. Wow. Oh, I love this. Uh, I love bringing out the book. Yeah. It was very overwhelming. And then she's like, how'd you hear about it? And I was like, oh, it's a podcast. And she, she, you know, I, I told her about Tracy's podcast, The Stacks. Um, and then the, uh, the woman went into a long, like, kind of monologue about how she can't listen to podcasts anymore. <laughs> oh, wow. Was, and we respect that. It yeah. was very like, uh, well, okay. It was just... Did something happen? What, what happened? Oh, well, that? I'm glad you asked. Um, apparently, okay. uh, what, uh, no, it was just that she uh, used to have a second gig doing data entry where all she did was listen to podcasts. And since that gig has ended, uh. she realized she, why am I spreading? This is, this is Echo Park gossip. 
This is a private citizen's private business that I've just yeah, asked you about. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I guess I just love hearing about anyone who's brave enough to stand up to big podcasts. Yeah. Anyone, who, anyone who's brave enough to say, I don't listen to them, not just go like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I listen to a couple when people ask. Well. You're, you're brave. To me, it was, I said, I, I got these uh, book recommendations from a podcast. She said, which podcast? And then mm-hmm. it was just, it would have been fine to be like, oh, cool. <laughs> When she right. heard about Instead, the po- she's like, which podcast? <laughs> the Stacks. Well, I can't listen to any. Well, I won't like, listen okay, to that or any podcast. Like, all right, well. <laughs> all right. Yes, cool. You can say that at any time, not just immediately after uh, I recommend the podcast. <laughs> anyway, good I shit. had a similar experience last week when I was getting a suit tailored. Uh, the woman asked if I what I did, and I said I work in podcast. She's like, oh, what's that like? And I was like, it's fun. It's primarily comedy shows. She went, oh, I would love that just to have zero stress in my life and just laugh all day. (laughs) I really wanted to, was biting my lip. You know, sometimes the hosts don't answer the emails and uh, that can be annoying too. (laughs) Yeah, sorry When the advertiser doesn't have the copy and I have to follow up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. We're we're pretty good over here because like we're like a little unit mm-hmm. with uh, producer Kevin. But um, my Star Trek pod, I know Kevin sometimes has to send like three emails to be like, guys, will that date work? And then be, me and Paul are like, uh, sure. I loved. I just loved though. Sorry to add to that. Talking to someone and saying, I would love that job you have just to have zero stress in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, actually, sometimes the upload speeds can take hours. <laughs> when my Ethernet I thought was plugged in and it's not. <laughs> oh my lord um, do we have any news what bad things have happened shifting into the, the shifting into the, the bad part the reason of we're the here show? um i think mm-hmm. uh i got like weirdly busy with work with nothing to show for it last week well that's not true a little bit sure. to show for it nothing i could talk about but um mostly just weirdly busy however the one thing that was on my Brain is the thing I've talked about a little bit before, um, which is that fucking Echo Park Lake was opened up again by fucking Mitch O'Farrell. And it is like some truly fascist shit. There's like cops everywhere. Cop cars drive Mm. on the path. uh, And it has remained fenced off with like checkpoints, essentially, in between. It's just really disgusting. Um, You know, Mm. and the violent displacement of unhoused people more than ever has been, you know, it's it was wholly unnecessary because they didn't do jack Mm. shit to, you know, quote, clean up the park. And like there was no need to perpetrate violence and literal, um, (laughs) you know, literal crimes uh, that uh, in a sane state people would be tried at the Hague for. They were arresting journalists at legal aid. Anyway, I don't know. As not only LA-centric, but Echo Park-centric. and But it was just real disgusting. And it's real disgusting watching Echo Park kind of be open in such a gross way. Yeah. That's the thing that was in my face this week. Yeah, I saw some of that too. And I'm wondering if... If those sweeps that the cops do, specifically there in Echo Park, are just prompted by themselves deciding to do it, or is it the case of sometimes residents calling the police for whatever reason, either because they don't want the, quote, nuisance of an unhoused person 
near their house or do they think they're helping something? I mean, well, I, I suspect it's both. It's the sort of next door, like liberal but racist set. Like, oh, oh, my mm-hmm. stars. Um, but also like, uh, I think it was K-Town for All posted video of like, they had police cadets handing out like flyers about how much crime there is in Echo Park, except there wasn't any actual data on them. Um, right. So, so they are trying to create a culture that, you know, like, like all um, things, like sort of fear-mongering, that there's so, so much crime in Echo Park. Um, I tweeted this, and it is yeah. 100% true. I, I went to Echo Park Lake frequently during the pandemic. It's right by my house. It was something, place to walk around. And literally, in the last 18 months, I witnessed so much crime there, and literally every single piece of it was committed by the LAPD. It's disgusting Mm -hmm. um you know so i don't know what to say other than like fuck mitchell farrell but also uh, and i will say we had um i think tony before you started some folks from no olympics la um before the decision was made on and yeah i actually i don't remember who all ultimately was on but um you know i think a thing that i didn't process that they were saying when um they were on, but now I'm sort of have seen it, and maybe it's on me for being so late to the game on this. But um, mm-hmm. this is what they're going to do for the Olympics all over the city. Like these are all like test runs, and again, mm-hmm. it was violent um, when yeah. the cops were sweeping the unhoused folks. It was like violent, unnecessary at midnight. It was horrible. So this kind of segues into just one small piece of news that I saw, which was an article on Vice. I think the title is literally, What If We Stop Calling the Cops? And I, like I'm sure a lot of black and brown people, looked at that and just guffawed, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no shit. What if we (laughs) we haven't been? And then, of course, I read the article before I just quote tweeted it, dunking on it. Um, And they did acknowledge that, you know, many black Americans and uh, and brown Americans have for a long time not been calling the police uh, because it does not help in most of our communities. Yeah. Um, but it was talking about how, you know, white folks are trying, starting to catch on too. And it just makes me think about, yeah, just your story about Echo Park Lake. When I think about the residents that might be misinformed as to how to, quote, help people they see who are unhoused, who might be struggling with something, who might have some kind of a medical need, everyone's instinct, you know, we're taught in school People's instinct is to like call 911, call the police, try to help this situation, be a good bystander, be a good passerby. Um, and it, that's just not it it doesn't it doesn't work. So we have to find the local organizations that are meant to deal with mental health issues, that are meant to deal with help actually providing help and assistance to unhoused people. And usually those are mutual aid groups. So those are small organizations that don't have a ton of support but just need you kind of knowing about them. Yeah. So maybe in the coming weeks, we can find some stuff. Uh, I, I will just say, so Andrew has recently one. I used this. I don't, I can't totally vouch for it because I don't know enough about it, but I actually used this website recently called don'tcallthepolice.com, mm-hmm. which is just lists of places you could call as alternatives um, to the police. I will say sort of unfortunately, so I, I was looking for help with um, someone having a mental health episode um, near mm-hmm. a friend's place. And actually, ultimately, it was taken care of, um, I think, in a positive way without the police being called. Um, at least uh, my friend saw the person later, you know, with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they had clearly gotten some, some resources um, and were not, you know, 
arrested. Uh, so that seems likely that that's what happened. But uh, I will say the first couple of places we tried were like, you should call 911. So <laughs> it was so sure. little, well, like, oh boy. And I'm even looking at this site right now and it says, you know, that these resources are not intended to cover all situations, yes, yes. only to provide the services described. If you are in danger of immediate harm and feel safe doing so, call 911. So I think the what what it's saying is, and you know, a lot of like uh, people on the right love to be obtuse about this and be like, oh, defund the police. What happens when your house gets broken into, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, what we're saying is have a conscious thought, think through options of what you can do. Look at a website like this if you have the time yeah. and you're not immediately in harm's way so that you don't call in the most brutal option. Like they are the last resort because people are dying. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is like, what are you going to do? Call the cops? Not call the cops? But like- Frequently, that doesn't end well for people, and it's not yeah. like, yeah, oftentimes not calling the cops would be a better option. So, um, and certainly not giving the cops, uh, as we do in LA, over 50% of our uh, tax dollars per budget um, would be a better percent. use. So, and again, so I don't totally know. Um, how how complete or good don't call the police.com is, but I have used it before. So, but it is a start. Yeah, and it is a start too. And a lot of times, it's it's the simple things that people just haven't been taught. Hey, there are alternatives to calling nine one one. Yeah, you know, an unhoused person having a mental episode won't leave your front steps, and it's a little frightening because you have a kid there. Maybe there's an option for that. There's no immediate danger, but it's something that you want to make sure doesn't turn into danger. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and, and then there's lots of other things you can, trainings you can do. Um, I guess I probably shouldn't say all the details of this because it's not really my story to tell. But um, someone in uh, the the Solidarity and Snacks, which is the mutual aid group that I've been working with most often, uh, group chat was able to help a friend um, who uh, was in an encounter with a, a person who was, you know, being a little bit dangerous, but uh, my my friend was able mm -hmm. to sort of, uh, even from just like texts, like kind of figure out that this person was truly defending themselves and not a active threat to people. And using that information, they were able to sort of um, diffuse the situation uh, peacefully and without mm -hmm. cops being called. So it just takes work. But I think the thing is, it's like, you know, this this is another part of the quote do the work that um, mm -hmm. that we're all hopefully understanding is that uh, our government um, mostly often is not doing the work and even though it might be easier to simply call nine one one it is ineffective and and if you want to be a better person sometimes it's going to have to involve um, going past that a little bit. Oh, um, I like that. It'll inv it involves just yeah, just more work. It just, just takes more, more work, research, yeah. just more thought. Yeah, I don't know what else there sort of is. Um, I I have otherwise been like rather out of it, unfortunately. Well, what there is is voicemails. So why don't we take oh, a break? Oh shit! And when we come back, your favorite part: <laughs> the racism voicemails. <laughs> And we're back. Oh, yeah. We're back. 
We're back. Oh boy, baby. Um, yeah, I like that resource you gave before the break. Don't call the police.com. I want a, a, a website for like 85% of Canadians that's called you are not the police.com. But, you know, that's just a personal <laughs> thing that I want. <laughs> JK, love you guys, but y'all have some cop ass tendencies. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's right. The nation of Canada, you're on blast. <laughs> JK, I love it here. <laughs> Don't call the Mounties.com. You are not a constable, <laughs> sir. Dot com. <laughs> Take your whistle and fur hat back to the queen. I'm just mad because I got shouted at by a man for parking in a permit zone. And I was just like, get out of my face. Why, why are y'all so obsessed with rules that don't concern you? Yeah. Also, the ticket was $20 US. I'll park here every damn day. Shut up. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> yes. That's your parking. The ticket was a joke. That's wow. your parking space now. That's just paying for parking. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I know, and he was waiting by my car for me to come back to, and I was like, sir, this is harassment. Get in your house with your flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, there's a probably one. I don't know if there's any. There's the other piece of news I forgot to mention is um, I don't think there's anything we can really do about it, but um, the, uh, the January 6th uh, insurrection will simply likely just go unpunished or uninvestigated. I don't know. Mm. Republicans are racists. They're basically Nazis. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just like, I, it's just like this went exactly as expected, I suppose. So I f- felt like in my head, like not news, but I suppose mm. it's news. But we don't have anything unique to say about it, right? Other than white other supremacists than just, never I, face justice. I guess I'm a little surprised at a lot of people's support prize that yeah. justice is not being carried out. I, I think there was never a yeah. question for me that this was just going to be like a, oh, oops, yeah, we don't really want to really talk about that. And for people to be like, can you believe? Like, while I agree with you, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Yeah. The reason they were allowed to waltz in there is the reason why they're not going to be punished for doing just that. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it's just another, another brick in the you're surprised that white supremacy goes unpunished. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen it be punished? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know. That's nothing, nothing, I suppose. Um, so yeah, sorry, voicemails time feels good now. Feels good, feels right. Hello, Andrew, uh, Tony, and Gift. Uh, I'm Han Chinese working in America. And two weeks ago, I was drinking with my like fully fascinated friends. And there was one dude and he was white. Uh, we were venting about uh, white privilege, and suddenly he said something like, Han Chinese are the white people of China. Yeah. So for the record, I fully agree uh, the privilege Han Chinese have are very white, and it's not a bad analogy. Uh, but it came out very weird from a white dude in the middle of a conversation about white privilege, and it bothers me a bit, and I'm wondering, uh, was that okay, or I should get used to be asked to check my privilege? Thank you so much. I love the show. Bye bye. Mm, this is a this is a good one. This is a good question. Yeah. So I guess if, if there's any um, terminology for folks, do people just know Han Chinese is probably what most people assume see as Chinese people, most Americans? Yeah, you should break that down a little bit. I think um, it's just that there's a you know. China's fucking huge, and there's a lot of different <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> ethnic groups there. Um, but the by far most dominant majority is the Han Chinese. I, it, again, it's what 
you almost certainly, if you don't know what Han Chinese is, then you just think that's Chinese. Got it. Uh, mm-hmm. Almost by definition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that feels right. Um, so so yeah, so it's it's the by far biggest um, racial majority there, um, and. You know, um, to the extent that you ever hear, like, um, for instance, like, I think the one Americans might be most um, aware of is, like, uh, the way Chinese people treat the um, the Uyghurs, uh, the mm-hmm. ethnic Muslim minority there. Um, it's sort of very, uh, very fascist, uh, very mm-hmm. genocidal. Um, and... It is, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, the reason that's sort of like a, a genocide or, or is because the, it's an ethnic minority. But there are lots of ethnic minorities in China. And very likely you as an American have not met one or maybe even seen one. Um, because mm. uh, I guess largely because they are relatively, I mean, hugely oppressed often, maybe. Mm. Um, but, you know, like like Han Chinese folks get, almost all the opportunity and the money and stuff. And thus, um, you know, showing showing them on TV or movies or having them travel to America is relatively rare. Mm. Um, I'm speaking in broad generalizations, um, but I think I'm but more I or less correct. But I think that's helpful for our very U.S.-centric show. I think we kind yeah. of need the, the simple breakdown. But but yes, we get that you're, you're acknowledging that it's more nuanced than that. And pff, I, I don't know enough about the nuance. <laughs> and that sums up this whole show, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's nuance, but, but I don't, we don't know, know all of what it. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. So, so Han Chinese. Um, and with the rise of China as a superpower, I think here's the thing is like within possibly our lifetimes, but, you know, eventually if, you know, the pendulum of human power and fucking awfulness that comes with it continues to swing the way it has every other time in history. Mm -hmm. Um, There is probably a world where like Han Chinese privilege will be what we see as like white privilege now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just very relative, you know, very dominant, very economically, culturally dominant. And, you know, as we've seen probably with all the same um, bullshit from those folks. However, (laughs) We don't live in that world right now. Um, and it sounds like it sounds like this statement that the person that the caller's friend made is close to accurate, but maybe should not have been coming out of that person's mouth. Yeah, well, it is like it's one of those things that's like accurate, but like it's a deflection when it's a white guy being like, but 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 y'all have this problem too. Yeah. It's not just us, yeah. Yeah, so that's, I mean, I think the thing is, it's like, yes, again, within China, within Asia even, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there isn't the, like, same cultural dominance, um, especially, but that's mainly because culture is, like, run through the lens of America. So, like, you know, it's kind of this interesting thing right now, like Korea is having a moment. Uh, but right. like in the past, Japan has been very dominant culturally as far as the lens of the West goes. But China has the money, the military, and eventually will sort of have this like hegemony over the world, probably. Who knows? Mm-hmm. The, the odds of them being better at it than white folks 
mm-hmm. are zero. You know, human mm-hmm. beings are horrible. And um, I don't know. But but yeah, it is this thing where it's like, what what does this white man hope to accomplish by being like, check your Han Chinese privilege? <laughs> <laughs> Especially in fucking America in yeah. 2021. Well, I guess we don't know that the callers in America, I don't know that they said they were. Oh, I mean, it's an American cell phone was the number that called it. So I feel confident, but all right, yeah, all right. I suppose, I suppose. But so. still, but, yeah, it does feel like the guy just needs to not dabble in this shit because it's just, yeah. it's just like not your place to really say, you know? Yeah. But, and I think, but I would actually even argue even outside of America, the thing is, it's like, you know, white people still have like a cultural dominance everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think probably even outside of America, mm. this this white man needing to shut the fuck up remains true. <laughs> that is it's a global we just, truth. Um, up here with my cast for Space Force, my castmate Jimmy O. Yang was just saying that for once he feels like the dominant, <laughs> he feels like the majority because Vancouver has such a high Chinese population and there's like, you know, food courts and like all this Cantonese food everywhere. And he's like, this is great. I feel like, you know, I finally feel like I'm not a minority. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's nice. Meanwhile, there's like less than 1% black people and I'm like stunned yeah. every time I see one. <laughs> but I mean, I think that is all joking aside, hopefully joking aside. Um, <laughs> it is that thing where like people become fucking horrible. Not that Jimmy's horrible, but you know what I'm saying? Like immediately. No, he pushed me off a sidewalk. Once no. you have, <laughs> Once you have power, like it is like, shocking how quick it's like less than a generation um Mm. you know we touched upon it a little bit with you know what's happening in uh israel and palestine right now like it's just like people can people can power you know power corrupts i think i coined that phrase um yeah yeah but like it's just like like however like like you can commit injustice no matter like where where you were even mm-hmm. a generation previous. So, I don't know. The constant vigilance of that, is that helpful? Is that hopeful? I hope so, but I remain unoptimistic. And for the caller, if you want just like a flippant, if you don't want to get into this long conversation with the friend, you said you were at drinks, that's like, you don't want to bring the mood down and bum everybody out and lecture everyone. But I, I think there is a just a quick, simple way to be like, that's not really your place to say, man. Or like, you know, wh- why don't you focus on your own white people shit? Yeah. Focus on our shit. There's just a way to be like, stay in your lane a little bit without having to get into the whole discussion. And then if they want to talk further about it later, have a have a very nice brunch and <laughs> enjoy that I'll, conversation. Let me pitch. Let me pitch a phrase you could throw back. There was like, you're going to be like, all privileges matter. <laughs> oh, I like this. That's concise. Uh, I like that. I, I, I uh-huh. think that basically works. I don't know. Yeah. Call her. Call her. Uh-huh. Give it a shot. Uh-huh. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> I think. I think that basically encapsulates. That's what the pot is calling here. The kettle white. Yeah. Do we like that? These are great. Caller, try both. <laughs> <laughs> See what oh. happens. I. I. But I. Yeah. I think. I, I think for the caller, like, like, like many people, and hopefully, like, you remain thoughtful. But it is like. You know, I think a more obvious one is like, uh, you know, I'm an East Asian man. Uh, I have many sort of privileges of gender. And like knowing that you can be sort of like 
called out about your privileges, but that can also be sort of weaponized is, Mm. is the thing like, yes, of course there is sort of Asian privilege uh, of a type. However, Mm -hmm. if they're doing it to as clearly as happening in this case, like just deflect because they felt uncomfortable being around people talking about whiteness, Mm -hmm. then, then that's being used in a certain way. And like, it is what it is. Um, and I don't think, I think if you're thoughtful, you can, you can easily just like call, you know, just be like, see, see it for what it is. Um, yep. Anyway, that's, that's my train of thought. That's Thank good, you. Andrew. Thanks for calling in. You yeah. did a good thing. You did a good job. I did. I did one good one. That's my one good one for 2021. <laughs> All right, let's listen to the next one, and uh, it won't. It won't be great. Nope. Hi, I'm White, and I'm looking at online master's degree programs, and the one that looks the best to me is at an HBCU. So, is it racist for me to <laughs> choose that program, even though I'm white? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love this can i go to an hbcu is it racist if i go to an hbcu well it's not racist uh it will be well, interesting it, uh, so this is like a thing that i'm like it, it just feels like because so few relatively speaking like white folks go to hbcus and mm-hmm. i think that does create this like perception that they are black only <laughs> well now it's starting to change there there yeah. are more latinx students there are more white students going but <sighs> yeah well i guess i'm just like i i it's so odd to me that this seems like i guess i just don't know what what the question is or, or it's like is it i guess there's an element of like boy isn't it odd that i will be you know in in, in the minority as a white person because there's, mm-hmm. there's that thing where I feel like sometimes, like, I'm like, I'm, you know, especially in comedy, t- usually in uh, the minority. And it's only yeah. when I seek it out that I can manage to not be in the minority in, in any given social situation. Yeah. Um, and in comedy, too, there's even that, like, I, I it, even when I'm not around, like, all mostly white people, it's still just like, I'm often, um, I mean, you know, given, I guess the jobs I've had, it's not that surprising, Mm -hmm. but then it's like mostly black people. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right. So I really have to look to be around mostly Asian people. Um, and and so I guess it's just this thing where it's like, but I all, all non-white people, I think have obviously lots of fluency and experience being the only mm-hmm. or very few in the room. And it's so funny when I'm when white people are like hand wringing about it. Also, it's like an online master's degree. So like who cares? Oh right. <laughs> I just realized, yeah. It's yeah. you're in your house. Like, so Yeah. You, I don't know if you're the majority in your house or not, but uh <laughs> that's it's what like you're gonna even, experience. Even one less social situation. <laughs> social social uncomfortability less. Yeah. Because um. the only thing I was going to say um, that I know that some, you know, big supporters of HBCUs, some black supporters of HBCUs, maybe don't love that they're becoming so diverse because it's kind of, in their eyes, I, I can see how it might be defeating the purpose of creating a space that is so largely black in a country where we're often alone or we often only have one or two or we have to have little side projects. Like it, 
you know, some people want to go to these to be like a little, a black enclave, like a little utopia where you don't have to explain shit to white people all the time. And the more diverse that becomes, they could argue that it's, it's less of that, you know, space. Yeah. But you ain't going in person. So who cares? You're just, there's a little bit, you're just student number three, five, nine FR. Also, I guess I'm, I'm sympathetic to the idea that HBCUs, it's just that they're never going to be all black. And I, I would guess that they're not so, I don't know. It's not like a danger of losing the identity of blackness, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm I don't think wholly, so either. I don't wholly speaking out of my ass, I suppose. But I don't really think that they're going to get so overrun with whites. Yeah. There's going to be like crew and lacrosse and shit. Like, I think it's going to stay pretty. <laughs> Who knows? They might have crew and lacrosse. I don't know shit about yeah. HBCU. Get, get, get ready for some tweets, Toddy. Oh God! I don't know. No, I don't know what you I'm all kidding. do, and I don't care. I went to a I went to a clown school. Okay, <laughs> no one was black or white. We were all in clown makeup the whole time, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So even as I'm dithering here, it seems pretty clear that for once the caller has a really good question and is very is complex. However, <laughs> I do think not you call it, but one of the callers has come through with something that is pretty tough and sensitive. For once, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but I would still say, you know, like, like any time, as long as you're sort of sensitive about occupying the space, mm-hmm. there's, there's a way to do this correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing people, understanding their viewpoints, doing your best can probably make it work. Mm-hmm. Just log on, log on to this class. How do you think log an on. online master's degree works? We're both so far from school, huh? Who here? Who here has done school most recently? Kevin. Come on, say Kevin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you ever have to log on to a class? I don't think so. My sister did it all for. She's a senior right now in college, and had to do like everyone her whole last oh, year geez. on Zoom. Yeah. And my mom mm-hmm. just retired. She she taught on Zoom for the last year as well, and it seems pretty boring. I think like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need to keep your camera on. So it sounds like it's primarily a teacher with their camera on sharing their screen, their uh, mm. like PowerPoint or whatever. And then all the students have their cameras off. Um, but Damn. then with my mom, with elementary school, it was all kids turning on their cameras to show her the latest TikTok dance that they learned over the weekend. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I, that's cute, but please oh remember to pay attention. Mm. So as long as you're not showing your classmates and your teacher the latest TikTok dance, <laughs> hopefully you can keep your cam off. I learned my first TikTok dance. We had you? queens oh, yeah. on the show and they taught the cast. They taught, that was my first TikTok dance. And I was like, I love this. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll post it at some point. The the TikTok dances I've seen, it does feel like, and maybe this is a me problem because I I like can hyperextend my elbows. Um, (laughs) It just feels like there's a lot of like very violent arm swinging, I feel like. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, yeah, it's very cheer-based arm punctuation. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to hurt my elbows. But look, here's what you do though. You have to do it because it was these two um, young people. They're like 12 and 13, these two little girls on our show. And they- they taught it to us with like full body extensions of the movement so we could see what was going on. And then when we went to film it, one of them more than the other 
turned on this like too cool tween filter where she like barely moved and it looked like she was like just barely like dancing above the water kind of a kind of a thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so part of it is like you don't really do the moves that hard, so you look very like cool and chic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look, I'm not going to start doing a bunch of, I'm not going to be this old person (laughs) doing a bunch of TikTok dances, but in the presence of literal children where it's like, that's their shit, I was like, this is a great time. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I think that's right. That feels correct. Um, Small kids, hit me up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let's hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Your absolute favorite, children. (laughs) Um, I got some, some teenage dogs here who have calmed down finally. That's true. So yeah, good 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 calls this week. Good Great. calls this week. I we think love everyone. A, yeah, good job, everyone. Um, is that that feels like a show? We did a podcast. It feels like a podcast. <laughs> we, did a, um, we did a yeah. whole ass podcast. We're still behind in the voicemail box, but y'all can call in, call the same mm-hmm. number if you want to talk about bad stuff or if you want to celebrate good shit. Three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three ducks with an X race. <laughs> Ducks race. Ducks race. I beeped out on Yo Can We Live when uh, Tawny accidentally said her phone number instead of the voicemail. (laughs) I literally just started. I I said the first six digits of my own personal phone number. Yeah. That was truly just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, And yeah, I was just going to say, I know we talked about it at the top, but like last week's episode of Yo Can We Live was... I'm just going to say as good as it gets, really. Um, So many great books and such great thoughtful um, talk. I don't know. It was so wonderful. Yeah. I've started listening to one of her recommends on audiobook when I'm just taking little walks and stuff. It's been great. Oh, nice. So, yeah. That's that's where we're at. All right. That's where we're at. Okay. At Yo Is This Racist on all the things. Uh, Suboptimalpods.com if you do want to sign up for... The Friday shows, Yo Can We Live, or our suboptimal bundle where we put lots of weird stuff in. I know we're a little light on the bundle stuff this month. Um, We both got slammed with work, but we have things banked, so we have a lot of stuff in the hopper. So don't worry, it's not going to dwindle like this every month. Thanks for your support and your patience. And we just released the uh, Hangovers episode of Drink Culture. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just came out. Really fun listen. Highly recommend. Um, If you haven't heard of Drink Culture, is the show I do with my friend Kristen, who's a wine and spirits expert, and she teaches me, an idiot who used to like to drink a lot, um, about booze with her smarts. It's a great time. Perfect. Do that. Peace, everyone. Bye. Bye. This is Suboptimal.